Hello, and thank you for joining me. For this episode, I wanted to explore、um, the seasonal shift that I will be sharing with any other listeners in the Northern Hemisphere. We here in the UK are properly into autumn now. As I speak to you, it is dark outside and it is raining. It's colder. The leaves are definitely changing colour, and this time of year always invites contemplation for me. I don't think it's a coincidence that that arrives around the same time of year that I would have. Been attending perhaps a new school.、Um, for a lot of us who moved through childhood,、uh, the summers were a time of moving.、Um, September, October, settling into a new place, a new space, perhaps even a new identity. Autumn invites me to think, perhaps even more than I usually do. And the more I've been reading, and the more I've been thinking around this season, the more I've been speaking to my clients. The more I wanted to do a special podcast episode, just around ideas, often attached to this time of year, ideas around remembrance, around harvest, preserving. And darkness. So much about third culture kids has been written with loss in mind, and it's a familiar theme for me personally as well as professionally. A number of us will have encountered moments in our therapeutic journeys. Where we've been invited to write out lost timelines. Timeline work is、um, useful for many, many things. Helps us to draw patterns. It's useful in the same way that using life story, as I do in my therapeutic work, is useful. But a lost timeline really hones in. On those particular and repeated instances we've had throughout our stories, where we've lost things, perhaps things that are hard to name. So many TCKs I hear tell me that they feel this desperately deep sense of sadness and grief that has just nowhere to go. Their losses feel. Invalid somehow their awareness of other people's pain somehow mutes their own. What have they got to complain about? They tell me. How can they justify the depth of feeling that they're experiencing with with the losses that they've experienced? And so for some. I will invite them to consider a lost timeline. A lost timeline walks us through our lives, and we note down at various ages and stages 
the losses we have experienced, we remember. That's what loss is. That's what remembering loss is, is it's an invitation to remember, to validate that the thing we have lost did once exist. And we existed with it in time and space and that it mattered. It mattered because it mattered to us. We might have lost pets, places, people, food, music, plants, a whole climate, sports teams, schools, classmates, teachers, family, extended family. So many ways to lose and one way that we often omit is the loss of what might have been. It's popular to sometimes think in sci-fi terms of all the alternate universes, all the parallel realities that come into being every time we make a decision, every time there is a change, a fork in the road, however you want to put it. There's a whole other possibility out there if we'd made that different choice. Our minds are large and their largesse can encapsulate and hold on to all of the different maybes. How would it have been if I'd stayed? What would my friendships have looked like if they hadn't gone? What if? All those things that never were are losses too. And as the nights draw in and the world slows down, after the busyness of summer, there is this invitation to remember. To notice the reasons behind any pain we are carrying about what we have lost. Maybe it's time for you to validate that feeling of loss. To grieve alongside the remembering. All grief does is tells us that something mattered, matters to us. Another thing we talk about at this time of year is harvest. Harvesting is such a rich metaphor and I can run away with metaphors, so bear with me. But when I think of harvest at the moment, perhaps even more romantically and metaphorically because I am in no way an actual farmer, I think of bringing in the fruit that all way back when I sowed the seed for this fruit. And this can be a contentious, tricky experience for third culture kids. We, we're not always around long enough to watch that tree grow. We become hesitant, perhaps, in sowing seeds. 
Because what's the point? We're not going to get to gather in the fruit. We won't be there. But perhaps we become a little too anticipatory about this. Perhaps there are ways we can sow seeds and still harvest. Perhaps perhaps this time we're staying. Our brain just doesn't have hasn't caught up with that yet. What fruit are you harvesting? And maybe that's not place specific. Maybe it isn't friendships that you have hung around long enough in time and place to really grow. Maybe it's skill sets. Maybe it's your home. Maybe it's a literal garden. There's nothing like growing actual live plants to know that you are engaging in a very real act of faith that tomorrow they will be a bit bigger, a bit stronger, still there because we nurtured them today. If you are feeling like your harvest is very limited this time of year, what fruit do you wish you were harvesting? What fruit are you lacking in your life? And where does this offer you clues about the seeds you might want to sow soon? What do you want more of? What do you want to gather in? For me, I know that friendship is an area that I want to keep sowing into. I want to keep replenishing that garden. It's very easy for my brain to work on a three, four year cycle and to sow once, reap the fruit that lasts a few years and then kind of assume that either I'm going to move or they're going to move and forget that second sowing, that third sowing, the way that we need to keep laying down that new seed so that we get crops that keep going. It's no good laying down all the seed all at once if you want to keep reaping over a longer period of time. Sustainability and ongoing fruitfulness. It can be a new skill set for some of us. To keep investing. To keep faith that the fruit will be there. We talk also about preserving. Now, making chutneys and jam is not something that is a huge feature of my life. I would complain my kitchen is too small, but that's just a cover for general laziness. But when we talk about preserving, it makes me 
think of massive kitchens full of goodness just waiting to be preserved and canned and pickled and put into that pantry ready to be drawn on all throughout the winter months the bottling of vitamin C to keep illness at bay when the sun is hiding. It's a busy time. It's a way of taking our memories, our summer memories, if you like, our fruitfulness, our sadness of the things we have lost, the things that have gone, and bottling them up so that they can nourish us in the darker months. For me, this looks an awful lot like returning to favourite recipes that hark back to my childhood abroad. I'm currently experimenting with replicating spice mixes that I am eating over everything. My macaroni and cheese is unrecognisable because it has spices on it that should never have been put on it, but they just scream home to me. This is a time where we dig into the comforts of our past. Perhaps for some of us, this might mean revisiting languages that are becoming unfamiliar to our tongues. Languages we don't get to speak very much and we can feel them slipping away. And maybe this this is a time to revisit those. Or crafts or hobbies. Or interests that come from another time, another place in our lives. That we can preserve. That we can bring with us from the past into our present with the hope that they will stay with us in the future. I want to preserve my memories. I don't want them to be compartmentalised as another me in another time, another space, another country. I want integration. I don't want it to just be done now. I don't want that... TCK part of my life to be over. I want all of the me's that were then and I wonder if you do too. What parts of you, parts of your identity would you preserve? Are there parts of you that just aren't getting treated with the honour that they deserve? At this time of year, People call it Samhain, they call it All Hallows' Eve, they call it All Saints' Day. But all of these, Day of the Dead, they, all of these festivals are around honouring the ancestors of our stories. In some way, we reach for the people that went before. For some of us, these people aren't just in our own family trees. These people belong to other cultures. 
other countries that we can't reach anymore, except through our memories. Who are these people for you? Who are the ancestors you would honour, whose memories you would preserve at this time? What about places? What about trees, plants, rocks? I don't know about you, but the landscape of my past cries out to me. I have never enjoyed sandy beaches, but I long for sand dunes. And I can't reach for them apart from in my mind. That's okay. We can intentionally honour and preserve our memories. The precious memories of people who have in such significant parts of our stories. And the memories of who we were to them. Who we were in our own stories, in our own many and varied chapters. And then we think about the darkness. As I'm recording this, I'm on the 24th of October, you'll be hearing this a bit later, but tonight our clocks go back. We will gain an hour to just try and stay in step with the darkness. The darkness and the lack of vitamin D that goes along with it can be a sore spot for many. It can be a hard time of year to be happy. How can we reclaim this space? How can we step into this season as we sit in quiet, in the dark? It reminds me of the vanishing act that can be played by Losses by things that were that are no longer. And how when we name those things we have lost, we're lighting little candles in the dark. We bring them back. With every name we bring them back to life and to light where they can be seen and where they can be celebrated. And the darkness, perhaps the grief, serves as this stunning counterpoint to those light pinpricks that can be seen so vividly because they're in the dark. Our grief lights up what matters to us. Our sadness shows us what gives us joy. I am never going to suggest to anybody that they should be grateful for the sadness. Please don't misunderstand me. 
many of you listening have encountered deep loss and grief that feels as though it could roll on forever and it is pain but we can name the goodness that we want to bring back we can honour what we have lost and validate that pain not erase it but hold it close we can make it beautiful that got a bit deep didn't it that got a bit deeper than I'd intended actually I wonder how this lands on you perhaps it all feels a bit much but my hope is is that for anybody finding this time of year a little bit ambivalent a little bit miserable and soggy that this is just an invitation to look at it in a different way to take the time to remember to harvest to preserve and to light flames in the darkness Thank you for listening. Goodbye.